Yes, thank you. My name is Deanna, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater, uh, having released 100 pounds um, and living in recovery one day at a time. So I will share what you know life was like before, what happened in life now. Um, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so I recall... I recall being uncomfortable in social situations when I was younger, and I remember food being just like the ah, the calm. Um, and, you know, food really filled in the blank for me uh, for, you know, everything, really, entertainment, boredom, whatever. When I was younger, you know, there was a lot going on and, and kind of scary things it felt like to me, you know, divorce and moving and changing schools and having to make new friends and uh, arguing in the home and I would there would be different people leaving and I didn't know why I was the youngest so food felt like an anchor to me it felt like something I could control and I really wanted control when I was younger um, because I didn't like what was going on I didn't like reality to be quite honest with you I lived a lot in my head and um, food really helped blot out what I was thinking and feeling um, I just knew that I felt better when I did it. So um, yeah, it became very alluring. Now, I didn't think it was a problem for me to be using food the way I did until I started to put on weight. And when the physical, you know, people, you know, kids my age were making fun of me, I was getting bullied. I didn't like that. I wanted to fit in. I was already kind of shy and awkward anyway. So um, I decided I need to fix this. And that began my obsession with my body, you know. So like most compulsive eaters, my mind was always ping-ponging between food and body, food and body, you know. So um, when on my first diet, when I was, you know, 12, lost some weight, and, you know, I got the attention of my peers. They're, oh, you know, I got more acceptance. And from adults, too. Um, one adult seemed concerned. Uh, and from what I recall, I wasn't doing anything drastic. It's just my body had really changed. So. Um, you know, but my history includes my weight's gone up and down throughout my life, and it could be shifting anywhere from 20 to 40 to 100 pounds, you know. Um, and it was very frustrating for me. I'd have a closet with, you know, all different sizes. Um, you know, I people would notice, oh, you've lost weight, and then, you know, you gained weight. And it just, it was very frustrating to me. I'm like, why can't I just, you know, be be normal with this? And I really didn't think the food was such a big issue. It was just the body. I got, oh, the guy, I got to get the body. And so the lie that my mind would tell me is when your body gets to a certain weight or you look, you look a certain way or you're a certain size, life is going to be calm and, you know, peaceful. And, you know, you're going to have, you know, it's just going to be great. And again, that's the, you know, I, I recognize I have an illness. I'm a chronic compulsive eater. It's an illness. And my, my ill mind when I was younger was lying to me, telling me, you know, everything's going to be fine. And when I would get to look, you know, looking a certain way, no, I, I wasn't at peace. I still felt awkward. Um, I sometimes would get in my ego and feel superior. Uh, but, you know, that also didn't lead anywhere good either. It was either, you know, inferior or superior. Um, so. I um I was just really crazy with food. I remember going through drive-throughs and eating food, and then coming home and bringing whatever to my husband, so my husband and I could eat. And I just I just didn't want to own up to what I was eating. I would shove stuff down in the bottom of the garbage so the evidence was hidden, or be the one to take the garbage out. 
Um, I remember at a therapist's office one time being appalled thinking, because they were like, oh, well, some people put Windex on their food in the trash so they don't go back for it. And I thought, who the heck does that, right? Well, I have a progressive illness, meaning it gets worse with time, not better. So guess, guess who went into the trash, but guess who rationalized it was okay? And why was it okay for me to do that? Oh, well, because the food was still in the original packaging and it was in a grocery bag in the trash, okay? That's why it was okay, yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So um, I became morbidly obese in uh, college, and I mean, I was constantly eating. I have these defects of character, of procrastination and perfectionism, you know, ugly combo there. It made college life really yucky. And I was eating because I was putting off projects, waiting the last minute. I had a scholarship, and yeah. So that's just how I dealt. And I, I just was very unhealthy. I didn't feel good. Um, so I remember thinking, something's wrong with me. Something's really wrong with me. But, you know, again, just to point out how sick the mind is in a chronic compulsive eater, I would I would see people like out in in you know um, about like uh, like let's say I saw a lady who had like five kids or six kids and there's nothing wrong with people that have five or six kids but for me in my household you know the way I grew up I just would have interpreted I I would think about that and I would say man if I had that many kids I I thought you know oh that would be so stressful and my mind just went to saying I would be you know five six hundred pounds and why would I be that way because I would be eating to deal with it. Normal people don't think that way, but that's just where my mind would go. Um, and so anyways, uh, I, I, try, I started to try, you know, therapy. I went to different types of therapy to try to get my, my eating under control, I, even, even an eating disorder therapist. My history includes mostly binge eating, but I, I could sometimes compensate and try to eat real clean or do juices or whatever to compensate. And I would say as far as physical activity or exercise, most of my life, it's been lack of, not enough. You know, I, I could win an award for couch potatoism. <laughs> um, I've watched a lot of TV in my life. But I also really love exercise when I, can, when I get into it. I mean, I really enjoy it. But just like, you know, the body obsession, my mind goes to extremes. So I compulsively exercise at times. I have compulsively exercised at times. And very much like I would do, go to extremes with the food, like I would eat till I was sickly full. I would eat till I felt like I wanted to throw up, uh, but I, I couldn't, or maybe I made myself a couple times, but I usually didn't. Um, or I would eat when I wasn't hungry, or I'd want to be hungry so I could eat, you know, all these things, right, uh, that make no sense. The exercise, I would push my body and push my body and push my body, and I'd work out hours at the gym or some at home, and it would start off so innocent. I was at an eating disorder therapist, and, and you know, I'm starting to lose weight healthfully. Hey, let's exercise. Nothing wrong with exercise, by the way, but I, I started to do it once a day, half hour, and but that wasn't good enough. I was like, well, let's, I think I'm going to do it twice a day, you know, um, and I did that unbeknownst to the therapist I was seeing until I told her later. And by then I'd already, you know, lost quite a bit of weight. And, you know, we were both happy with the progress. So, um, and I think she jokingly said that's too much, but I just kind of like, oh, she's joking about it. But in my stints of compulsive exercise, you know, I stopped having a menstrual cycle. You know, meaning I threw off my hormones so much 
through, you know, what I was doing, taxing my body, stressing it out, that I no longer had a menstrual cycle. And, and you know what? I knew better, okay, but I, I rationalized it. Uh, I gave myself an abdominal hernia that I found out later after the fact by accident. I was lying one time, lying down on the floor, and then I went from lying to sitting, and all of a sudden I feel something perforate, like bulge through, you know, my insides. And my immediate reflex reaction was, I don't know what the heck's going on, but I need to push this back in. Uh, so again, my mind will just push me to these to do these things, and I'm not really registering with my body. Okay, if I had enough, is this enough? Whatever. So. Um, yeah, I tried many things to stop and get my eating under control and, you know, the weight. And um, it was mostly, you know, again, still fixated on the physical most of my life. And um, tried therapies, tried energy healing, tried hypnosis. I, I mean, I I was going to do weight loss, loss surgery. The only reason I didn't do weight loss surgery is I thought, you know, hey, you can bypass my stomach, but who's going to bypass my brain? You know, my brain takes me to do extremes. You know, I'm already overriding my physical cues for hunger. I'm not, that's not going to stop once I have weight loss surgery. So I thought, you know, I will rip something open or hurt myself if I do that. So um, I didn't do that. But so I, a therapist said, why don't you try OA? This was like 13 years ago. And um, I came to OA and I'm just so grateful to hear in the rooms that other people use food the way I did. So I'm so grateful for this fellowship. Um, I tried the things that people suggested at the time, which were to use a food plan and get a sponsor and work the steps. Sponsor I had, she let me work the steps at my own pace. Uh, I was doing more studying about the steps, like going to step study meetings, but I really wasn't doing the full-on work, and there really wasn't an urgency to get through them. Long story short, I didn't get recovered. It ultimately is on me, but I'm, I'm grateful I had the experience, and I'll explain why in a little bit. But um, the food plan, I couldn't stick to that for good and all. You know, I tried to avoid the foods I thought were a problem. I, I was the person that would rather eat dessert than dinner. Uh, loved the sweets. But, you know, I could eat junk food stuff, too, you know. Um, so, anyways, I didn't get recovered. And I thought, man, I'm in OA. This is the last house on the block. So, I just go to meetings and, and hope to get inspired and hope that something was going to click. I didn't know what needed to click or what I needed to do. Let's put it that way. So like several years later, I get connected with a phone meeting and they use the big book. And, you know, I hear someone speak and I, I want to call her. I call her. I ask her if she'll sponsor me. And, you know, she helped me. She said, you know, it's important to understand your problem in order to apply the right solution. So if I think my problem is that I am triggered by certain ingredients or substances, then I'm going to want to control those substances and ingredients, right? And she shared with me, you know, that approach didn't work with her. It actually made her worse. It made her obsess more about the food and how to not eat it and only eat this. And I thought, gee, you know, I wonder if that's me because I said I've, I've tried that before and it just doesn't work. You know, I've done Weight Watchers before program. Sure, did I lose the weight? Yes. But I, I gained it in the blink of an eye. And my therapist and I were baffled. Like, how does somebody do that? You know that you know it's called insanity. It's called being a chronic compulsive eater. It doesn't make sense. So, anyways, um, what I realized through talking with her is that the common denominator is always the compulsive eating behavior for me. Yes, nine times out of ten, I'm going to pick something sweet or fat, fatty, rich, and delicious. But you know what? When I've cut those foods out of my life, I ate vegetables compulsively. Uh, I ate foods that I didn't think were a problem. 
I ate food that I didn't even like compulsively. So the common denominator for me was the behavior of compulsive eating. So why was that important for me to come to, to understand? Well, then my problem isn't I'm triggered by certain substances and ingredients. I'm triggered to go into a behavior and use food a certain way. Well, what's triggering me? Why is that? Well, what she shared with me is, is that I, you know, if I'm like her, then she has a spiritual illness and she's got to work this spiritual program. Now, um, she said, you know, if you want to work with me, you're going to have to work the steps quickly. And that's why I'd never heard that before, ever, 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 not in the rooms. And I was very intrigued. I said, well, I worked them slowly. I know that doesn't work. So I worked this through the steps quickly. Um, sure, I tried to drag my feet on a couple things. And, you know, I learned very quickly that just doesn't work out very well. So I got through them. I just want to be transparent that I'm not some, you know, oh, I went through and here, you know, that, you know, I'm human. Um, there's been some blips, you know, that kind of thing that's happened. Um, but anyways, got recovered and had the freedom. Um, and, you know, what was important is just she shared with me, do you know why we work the steps quickly? And I said, no. She's like, well, because you have a, your, your illness centers in your mind. And are you going to give your mind time to talk you out of working this program? I said, no. She's like, no. That's, so if you take months and months and months or years or whatever, or work it at your own pace, your mind's going to talk you out of working the steps. Um, and you know what? That had been my experience. So, and that made sense to me. And she's like, you know, and, uh, well, she didn't say this, but I say it now. Cancer, you know, it says it even in the big book that cancer is an illness. We all know that. Pneumonia is an illness. Chronic compulsive eating is an illness, okay? Am I going to wait to get my medicine? Or am I going to tell the doctor what the prescription is? Like, no, 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 I'll do, th I'll do these steps, but I'm not going to do that, you know, because uh, trust me, I've tried a lot of that. <laughs> uh, so the prescription is I need to work the 12 steps. I need to have a sponsor guiding me, and I need to follow our direct his or her direction. Um, you know, if I if I say, oh, no, this is uncomfortable or oh, this, that, and the other, you know, um, certainly I can talk to my sponsor. I work my steps around it, but, you know, ultimately we don't get recovered that way. So, um, yeah, got recovered, started sponsoring, and my experience includes where I have left program twice after getting recovered. And, you know, it was just guided by my higher power. I just kept getting the nudge and talked it over with a sponsor. And they're like, well, if you're chronic, you'll be back. And if not, then you found something that works. So obviously I'm here on the line, I'm chronic, um, I, but I did have some very specific experiences that I guess God wanted me to have. Um, so what I want to share lastly is what life is like now, you know, and, and what I do to stay well. You know, I, um, I have to put working this program first in my life. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, with my husband or my job that I say, oh, you know, forget you. It's, I'm not going to be a good wife Hello, or a good employee. Dear. Thank you. I'm not going to be any good as a wife or an employee or as a friend. I'm not going to be present for you if I don't work this program. Because when I was in my illness, I couldn't wait for people to shut up so I could speak. You know, it's about me, me, me. Let me show you how smart I am. I know best. And hurry up and go to bed so I can compulsively eat. Or hurry up and get out of here so I can go get my fix, you know, a lot of times. You know, it's focused on the food. I remember I would, I would be invited to go to places to eat, uh, you know, like a family members, and I really didn't want what they were offering, so I would eat in advance and then really not eat much there. You know, selfish, selfish, selfish. So 
I've got to work this program first and foremost. And what's amazing is, is that I came to this program because I thought food and weight were my big problems. Mm, no, that's the outer layer of the onion. The inner layer is I don't deal well with life on life's terms. When Deanna's not getting her way, when, peop when she's in fear that she's going to lose something she has or isn't going to get her, you know, what she wants or, you know, she feels wrong or justified, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, she doesn't deal with it. I don't deal with it well. So eventually I compulsively eat. So my new way of living is to work steps 10, 11, and 12 every day. And what doesn't work is, and what I've tried before, and I'm sharing this because I want to obviously share the opposite, what does work is, you know, I, I would try to uh, filter my 10 steps and think, oh, no, my sponsor's going to think that's stupid. And a 10 step, if, if anybody isn't, isn't aware, a 10 step is, you know, we watch our thoughts and our feelings. And anytime we're disturbed, we do a 10 step. When we're disturbed, we're not getting our way or we're in fear. We're not trusting and relying upon a higher power. Um, we're stuck in our wants, me, myself, and I. So what I do for a 10 step is I, connect, I get quiet. I connect with my higher power ask them to remove my selfishness and, and you know, fear is selfish, self-pity is selfish, guilt is selfish, you know, um, many forms of it. I uh, confess it to my sponsor, usually through text, uh, you know, and my defects of character there. And then if I've harmed anybody in the moment, like let's say I snapped at my husband or something, uh, I make amends quickly and amends is not, I'm sorry. Amends is, hey, you know, I got snappy with you. And that was, very selfish of me, dishonest and inconsiderate. You didn't deserve that. Uh, what can I, you know, I regret the harm that I caused. I'd like to know what I can do to make it right. And then I shut up and I listen. Um, so that's different. It's active. And then lastly, as part of my 10th step is I resolutely turn my thoughts to someone I can help. So I ask God, who can I help? And I try to help another chronic compulsive eater if I can. If I can't, then I help whoever I can. So that really, that 10th step, that breaks the cycle of the the selfish thinking um uh, and i used to try to like you know filter and you know oh or i would uh maybe i didn't feel like doing the 10 step work i was just like oh yeah i had that thought but yeah it's just whatever well you know what thoughts are things and thoughts build on it on itself and if it's just a thought well remember deanna when you were in your compulsive eating you just had all kinds of thoughts about hey it'd be a good idea to drive to the grocery at 11 p.m even though i'm not hungry um to get XYZ. Or I thought it was a good idea to, to eat while I was driving, which is not very safe. You know, those are just ideas I had that were followed by action. So yeah, thoughts can't be trusted here. They've got to be checked and balanced with the, <laughs> with the 12 steps, with my higher power and, and with my sponsor. But first and foremost, I recovered because I worked the steps. I was guided by a sponsor and my higher power has removed my problem. So <clears throat> step 11, that I practice is prayer and meditation every morning. I've got to develop and grow that relationship with my higher power. Have you ever been around someone where all they do is just talk at you and talk about themselves? Well, that's what it's like if someone just says, well, I'm just going to pray and talk to God. That way, you know, pray for what I want or talk, talk, talk. We've got to listen, got to be quiet. So I, I do both. And I try to spend more time listening than talking and praying. Um, and I learn what my higher power's will for me is. And in the morning I ask, how can I help this still suffering compulsive eater? Because I've been given a great gift, but it comes at a price. I get to keep this recovery as long as I, you know, um, work the steps and continue to grow spiritually. And what does that mean, grow spiritually? 
you know, that means that I've, I'm going to have to, you know, follow my higher power's guidance and not only work steps 10, 11, and 12, but, you know, when I'm guided to maybe uh, start a new meeting or um, learn a new skill that's going to help me carry the message, I'm going to need to do that. And I've had instances where that's happened and I, I try to, you know, I, I kind of like was bucking it and I was, oh, you know, and I did my 10 steps around my selfishness because it was uncomfortable, you know, because it was new. I wasn't, you know, I like, I like to do things that I'm already good at. Let's put it that way. Perfectionist, right? Um, so after I get through all the whining and moaning and the 10 stepping is what I do. Uh, after I do what God has shown me to do, I'm always better for it. I'm always better for it. I mean, I'm better at my job because I learned a skill that it was meant for 12 step and you know my higher power knows better I don't so when I came into this program I said you know what I'm fired from managing my weight and my eating because I go to extremes and, and I don't know what's best for me so even though yes I've lost 100 pounds this was not something I white knuckled and I controlled it came as a beautiful side effect of practicing steps 10, 11, and 12 every day, you know, and listening to my higher power, what would you have me do? And I'm just talking about everyday mm -hmm. stuff, but certainly, yes, with how do I nourish my body here, you know? Um, so life today is, is I don't worry about when I'm invited places to go, like, oh, they're going to have this food or that food. Again, those aren't my triggers because, you know, I'm Fine. the trigger, me. Thank you. I'm the trigger, and uh, so I just have to stay spiritually fit by working this program. So thank you so much for allowing me to share. Um, and my name is Deanna, grateful, recovered, compulsive eater, and available sponsor.